You're listening to Once, episode 179, Gallivant Review. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time, and for this episode, Gallivant. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Hunter Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are happy to have you joining us. We normally talk about Once Upon a Time, as you know, but Gallivant has been slated and promoted as the thing to kind of help carry us over during the hiatus in the middle of season four, and it can have a lot of great appeal to Once Upon a Time fans. And that's why we want to discuss this and give you some of our thoughts and a little bit of theorizing, (laughs) maybe-ish, but (laughs) primarily our review of what we thought of the show and whether you should watch it. Straight up, Hunter, what did you think, staying spoiler-free at first, though, what did you think overall about Galavant? I loved it. (laughs) I can't. I mean, there's not much more to say. I watched all the previews, like the commercials and stuff that they would put on during once. And I was just cracking up. I'm like, well, if I'm cracking up at this, I hope it's good. And I binge watched it. So it's good. Jacqueline, what do you think? I also loved it. I thought it was witty and charming. I thought that it did a really nice job of getting us through a couple weeks of the hiatus in between Once Upon a Time arcs. It was something that we could just sit back and watch and really have fun with. I really enjoyed it too. There are certain caveats that we'll probably get to in a moment, but I enjoyed this much more than I enjoyed Into the Woods as a musical goes. The songs were a lot more catchy. The whole story was just a lot more entertaining, I felt, and it had more plot twists and such in it. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. I wouldn't say this is family friendly though. (laughs) And that's what some of the feedback we received pointed out, uh, especially like uh, Firelight sent us some feedback saying, you know, ABC has said, this is family friendly. Watch this with your family. It's entertainment for the whole family. And then within the first few minutes, they're showing intimate moments. (laughs) And throughout the series, they're making sexual jokes and other things that I thought were too risque for family. I, it was kind of ironic that they included all of the sexual humor, but yet they bleeped out profanity for the show. It's kind of what you can get away with. I thought that was them making fun of themselves because they're selling this show as kind of a parody of your typical fairy tale. So you have, you know, the knight in shining armor and you have the evil king and the the maiden fair. But it's actually something that's so completely twisted and bizarre. (laughs) And so you have these random pop culture moments where they're referencing something that's from the 21st century, like all these swear words. And they're like making fun of themselves, which is something that I really enjoyed about the show. Oh, yeah. I think that's part of the success of like the series, the Shrek series, where it's making fun of all of these popular icons of fairy tales and modern things bringing into it along with the story and the humor that comes from that. And I do enjoy that kind of thing. I loved it. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe not necessarily something to watch with your whole family, but I think it is still enjoyable. If you can get past some of the risque stuff or if you don't mind it, I think it is very entertaining. Yeah. So 
for the rest of this conversation, we are going to include spoilers and talk about plot points and our thoughts on things. So if you haven't watched Gallivant and you don't want to be spoiled, then stop listening now. But before we do that, I'll tell you about something I we really want your help with. And if you don't mind being spoiled or you have seen Gallivant, then continue listening. But before you leave us, we want your awesomeness and we need your awesomeness in supporting the podcast in the podcast awards. It's that season. Again, they've shifted the dates a little bit and we want to see how awesome you are. Really, that's what the podcast awards are about. And we'd love it if you would nominate not only Once Podcast, but several of our podcasts in the Podcast Awards. And for Once Podcast, we're going to stay out of the entertainment category and instead let our other podcast, which is about the TV show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as well as Agent Carter and the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, that podcast called Welcome to Level 7, we want that in the entertainment category. But Once Podcast, we think would be great in the best produced category. We've got several other podcasts that we'd love to have nominated in the awards and find out how you can support us and how to nominate us and eventually vote for us when the daily voting starts by going to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards. You can only nominate your favorite shows once. And then when the nominations finish and the voting starts, that will be the daily voting. So it would be great if when you go over there to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards, check out the list where you can sign up to receive emails to remind you when to vote in the daily voting cycle for the podcast and all of our podcasts that end up making it into the finalist positions. We'd love your support. You have been so awesome in supporting us that in the past, we've won an award for one of our shows. Several of our shows, most of our shows actually have been award finalists. The ones that weren't finalists just were too young to be in the awards, and now they're mature enough and old enough that they can be in the awards. So we would love your awesomeness. Please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you could support us. So now, no holds barred, everything's free game. Let's talk about this with spoilers included. The casting, I thought, was really great with this. It was great to see some yes. of the stars up here, like Weird Al Yankovic and some of the others. Yeah, I thought the casting was great. Oh, yeah, the casting was spot on. Um, my favorite guest star had to be Hugh Bonneville, who played the pirate captain, <laughs> the lord of the sea, but not the actual sea. <laughs> and then everybody, I think, across the board, loved the actor who played King Richard. Yeah. He yes. was just perfection. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Timothy Ubson. Yeah. Umson. Um, Dunson. If you saw Psych, he played the detective in Psych. Yeah, he was brilliant uh, with that part. And as well as all of the other cast members, I thought played their parts really well. And we're working on getting an interview with Ooh. one of them as well. Maybe not Ooh. a podcast interview. We'll see. But definitely something on the website over at oncepodcast.com that would be interviewing at least one of the cast members. And we have heard some things from different cast members, like um, Karen David, for example, who played Isabella, had said something. Princess Isabella Maria Lucia Elisabetta of Valencia. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, her, the princess. <laughs> she has said something like she wouldn't mind being on Once Upon a Time. So it could be cool if they bring in some of the Once Upon a Time or bring in some of the Gallivant characters into Once Upon a Time. 
what were some of your favorites in the casting or some of the characters of this? Well, I loved Vinnie Jones as Gareth. I thought he was hilarious. Oh, Anthony Stewart Head as Gallivan's father. I love him as an actor, and he's an amazing singing voice. And Ricky Gervais as yeah. Xanax the Wizard. <laughs> the Xanax jokes. Oh, my gosh. I think I laughed for like a half hour afterwards because all I kept thinking about was Xanax is the cure to everything. I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. And a surprise favorite of mine was Chef. I did not expect I didn't expect Chef to actually be a part of this. I thought he was just kind of a one off. And then he turns out to be this incredibly funny little guy. And he's got a really good singing voice, too. I really enjoyed his song. Like, if I could share my life with you. And it's just (laughs) like, we'll share a hovel complete with vermin. (laughs) Like This is the best love song ever. Yes. We share one cot, one chamber pot. Plus trench mouth tape rooms and lights In the freezing night we'd cuddle tight And sip some rancid wine (laughs) Very accurate. Yes. And I have to mention Madalena, who is maybe one of the most evil characters I've ever seen on a show. I know, right? She's so horrible. But I just love watching her. She's She just doesn't care about how evil she is. She has no remorse, no guilt. What was that song that she was singing towards the end about how I, when Gallivant said that he loved her? Oh, she's yeah. like, I love you too, if I could, or something like that. I love you as much as someone like me could love someone. <laughs> yes, yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, her character really surprised me. Well, there were a lot of surprises with this. I didn't expect so many plot twists and turns of the characters in this series as we saw. And that was something that is part of what made it so entertaining, I think, and a little bit of not quite edge of your seat, but still the no way or some of that, that they brought that in even into a musical comedy like this made it even more entertaining i think oh and we can't forget sid because he is one of the most versatile actors on this show at least i think because he went he could do it all it seemed like oh yeah uh luke youngblood Mm -hmm. yeah he was great i expect a lot to come from him he did really well now i saw in our forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums that some of the cast were even singing the songs during the actual filming. And the reason why that's mm-hmm. odd is usually what happens is it's just lip sync and they sync it up in post and all of that. But in this case, they were singing some of the songs and in the actual show, they ended up using some of those live sung versions instead of their pre-recorded versions in a couple places here and there. Yeah, they were doing a lot of live singing. The cast went on one of the morning shows and talked about it. And yeah, they ended up using, I think, more of the live singing than the recorded bits. Props to the cast for being able to do that. Yeah, you get more emotion and stuff if you use the live one because it's more like a live theater production than sitting there watching a music video. Because you can always tell when TV shows, if they do a musical number like that, you can tell when it's pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the songs are amazing. Alan Menken is a genius. Yes. Yeah, let's let's face it. It's Alan Menken. They were going to be good. You know, the songs, I think, turned out to be my favorite part because they were so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is Alan Menken, you know, and you everyone knows his songs because we all grew up 
on Disney. And we've all seen the movies that he's been such a big part of. But then these songs are just so bizarre and weird, like the song that Daniel just played um, from Chef and his love interest. But then one of my favorite songs was Maybe You're Not the Worst Thing Ever. Yes. (laughs) You're worse than crabs. Worse than scurvy. Worse than lice or plague. The truth be told, you're growing on me just like mold. (laughs) I mean, how romantic. (laughs) Well, I mean, Alan Macon, you would all know, everyone knows him from like The Little Mermaid, which does make an appearance in this show. And he also did Little Shop of Horrors, so he's got some twistedness in him. Wait, the Little Mermaid made an appearance? Not her, the song, Kiss the Girl? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were like, just kiss the girl. Mm -hmm. And then in the background, you hear the beginning parts of it. It was so funny. And Sid turns on his Jamaican accent. Yes, okay, I remember that now. Yeah, the, the songs were much more memorable, a lot more entertaining than other musicals I've seen recently. I know that when you look at Into the Woods or like Les Mis, they are a lot more erotic and they are a lot more higher level of a production, of course, full symphony mm-hmm. and extremely talented singers most of the time. And they're going for everything being in song. But I liked that with Gallivant, it wasn't every single thing was in song. It felt like a live action Disney movie in a way where there's plenty of dialogue and then every now and then a character breaks out in song and sometimes it's just part of the story where everyone is singing and sometimes for comedy gold the singing is awkward because everyone else is just looking at this person singing and it's like you're singing really right and I like that when a series doesn't take itself too seriously That can make for a lot of fun. They have been promoting this as a comedy extravaganza. So you knew it was going to be ridiculous. Right. Because that's how they were promoting it. But if you're looking at like an actual like Into the Woods or Les Mis, that's all written around with the same theming of type of music. This one, they threw everything. You had a sea chanty. You had tango. You had ballads. You had traditional like musical theater numbers. So... That's what's different is you could do all that here because it was supposed to be a ridiculous comedy. You could just throw whatever you wanted out there. Yeah, I agree. And I really like what Daniel said about how it didn't take itself seriously, which I think is one of the best things about the show. I kind of called this show my palate cleanser. I needed something after a season of once before another season of once. I needed something that I could just watch just to watch, not to have to theorize about, not to have to think about a lot, just to really enjoy an hour of television. And they did it so well, making me laugh, making me care about the characters, because it was only, what, four weeks long? Right. Mm -hmm. And they produced something that I really, really enjoyed and want to see more of. Yeah. And the plot twists in this really surprised me. Like, I thought we were just going to have... The basic knight in shining armor goes after the damsel in distress and he wins her by the end of the whole series. But that's not the way it was. And at some point, Jenny looked at me uh, during while we were watching it together and she pointed out that none of the girls on the show are good. And I started thinking, well, is anyone on the show good? Everyone kind of has their dark side to them. 
And it comes out at different moments and rises and falls or might be conquered internally in some way. But everyone seems to struggle with their interesting dark side. Like with the chef and his love interest talking about poisoning everyone. <laughs> yes. Like, really? Well, of course. If they poison the royals, then who's left? They are. They could be royal. Yeah. Now, speaking of royals... You make us feel like royals by helping support the podcast with your kind donations. I've got a lot of people to thank because the donations start stacking up when we don't podcast as often. So, big breath, everybody. Big thanks to David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, Jessica Olson, Amy Cavalier, Tappenbird, Laura Silva, DJ Firewolf, Kelsey Hunt, Marianne Lavati, and Justin Peterson. Thank you very much for your kind donations and our 12 backers on Patreon. We could not do this podcast without your support. We really appreciate it. Every little bit that you contribute really helps keep the podcast running. Even when we're not hosting the podcast actively, there are still expenses. So those, especially those monthly donations, really help us a lot. If you'd like to be a donator to the show, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor to find out how you could support the show. One other way that you can support the show is by checking out our sponsor, lynda.com, where you can learn something awesome. Like you can learn how to create great music or how to film a musical or learn audio production, video production, or business things, marketing and accounting and many other creative and serious business or fun kind of things over there at lynda.com slash once. That's lynda.com slash once. You sign up over there for one of their memberships and you get access to their entire library of thousands and thousands of video tutorials teaching you all kinds of awesome things by great professionals. Check it out at lynda.com slash once. And thank you for your support. Again, thank you, David, Steve, Lisa, Jessica, Amy, Tappenberg, Laura, DJ, Kelsey, Marianne, and Justin, and all of our Patreon backers. Thank you. We couldn't do this without you. What are some of the other plot twists that really stood out to you in this? The fact that Isabella was working for King Richard for a time and was leading Gallivant into a trap. Yeah, that was something we learned. Was that in the first episode? It was very early on, yeah. It was like the first episode. It's a, oh, it was the second, I think, while they're singing on the journey. Oh, yeah. We're off on a hero's journey. Um, <laughs> but you, we saw from the trailer that Madalena was going to choose Richard because, you know, she says that whole, I'm going to go with the fame and fortune yeah. thing. So we knew from the trailer that Madalena was going to stay with King Richard. And so I thought they had set up Isabella right from the start from being the damsel in distress. And Gallivant was just going to help her out of the goodness of his heart. And when you meet them, it turns out that Isabella is playing him and that Gallivant has become the world's worst knight. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the way they took that couple and kind of twisted them. I think that, well, at least for me, I expected what would happen is here's this knight that lost the woman that he loved. And so now he's going on a new quest and he's going with this other woman and that being Isabella and that they would end up falling in love. From the beginning, I knew they would fall in love or I thought that anyway. But I thought the way that it would go about would be completely different, especially like with Madalena, the way that she changes and you think it's one thing. And then a couple episodes later, it's something else. A couple episodes later, it's something else. <laughs> she just loves the power and the rich life. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, sh- she won't give that up ever, as you can see by the end of the ep- by the end of the miniseries. I thought the plot yeah. twist also of like the brother showing up was great, and yeah, short lived. Well, the whole series is short. This whole season that is, but then a plot twist, a big plot twist to me is that this is only season one. Yes, yes. I didn't do any research at all on this, and I thought it was just going to be an open and closed story, and it wasn't. No, the uh, the cliffhanger at the end of this season has got to be one of the like worst cliffhangers to have on a show <laughs> that we're not sure if it's actually coming back or not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the entire gang is separated, and Madalena has taken the throne. <laughs> so... We better get a season two. Oh, we better. I think it was about halfway through when the series was airing. I saw someone somewhere official, like associated with the show, tweet saying Galavant season one. And I thought, what? Season one? But if they do this again, I mean, this can be a great entertaining way to bridge us between seasons of Once Upon a Time. It'd be nice if maybe season two isn't so risque, so it would be more family friendly. But I think this is a brilliant idea. Maybe they could even bring some of these ideas of the musical and the way of telling a story into Once Upon a Time. I've often said I'd love to see a musical episode of Once Upon a Time. And I think they've proven that they can make some great comedy gold with a musical. (laughs) Yeah. It's better than having reality television in that hour, which... It's pretty much what was going to happen if we didn't have Galavant. You know, this is something that we can all just sit down and watch and enjoy. So I really hope it gets a second season. I It better. It, it was just so much fun. I didn't want it to end. We got to watch the first six episodes I binge watched. And then season, episode eight, I'm sitting there watching it. And then with all the twists and turns, I'm like, this isn't ending how I thought it would. Yeah. Right. This isn't supposed to be happening. How are they going to wrap this up in two minutes? I got two minutes left until nine. Right. And so where it leaves us with this first season is with Gallivant going off. That was the same pirate gang, right? Mm -hmm. That he was going off with. So he might have a little bit of life with the pirates and we'll get to see. I would expect then that maybe in season two, we'll get to see more of the pirates and their returning to pillaging and everything else. And actually be the lords of the sea. Yeah. (laughs) And this time of the actual sea. Right, because I really want to know what Gareth's plan is, because he obviously really cares about King Richard, even if he's not willing to say it out loud. And I think his whole plan is to somehow play Madalena and take her down a peg, because I don't think he likes her at all. What are they going to do with Sid? I don't know. Poor Sid. (laughs) I himself. Gareth doesn't really seem like the power-hungry type, necessarily. No, he's like the ultimate bodyguard. (laughs) He does not want to be with Madalena. Like, the saddest moment in the entire series was when he was watching Richard sail away and he just, like, sings goodnight, sweet king. And I was just like, why is my heart breaking? (laughs) I love them. They're such good best friends. Yeah, best friends since childhood. Yeah. That was great seeing them as kids. Yeah. 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 Were there other plot twists that really stood out to you? Yes. Prince Harry. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. For those of you that don't know, this is Princess Isabella's cousin who she is betrothed to. And he is like, what, 10? 
Yeah. Well, and the season ends with him basically locking her up in this kind of very creepy doll Doll house thing. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, I didn't see that coming. When they first were talking about the age difference, I thought with the way the show is going, it's most likely that he's very young, not that he's very old. Right. I kind of figured that too. But I just thought it was so funny how he shows up and takes charge and... Then he's got this whole little dollhouse built for her already that it was kind of creepy. Right. So now (laughs) the secret conspirator has become the damsel in distress. And Gallivant is going to have to go after another damsel and try to rescue her. And he's got another noble quest, even though he doesn't realize it yet. Another hero's journey. Yay! So one of my favorite parts is the guest star, Weird Al Yankovic, as the monk. They were a singing monks for everyone. They didn't take a vow of silence. They took a vow of song. So all you heard was they're like this boy band barbershop quartet thing. And they sang as... We'll fetch the holy water and holy soap as well. Because holy guacamole, that one re- And we're the monks. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, great to see Weird Al Yankovic in there. And yeah, they were really fun. And I hope we see like all of these groups. I know they probably can't get the stars back for season two, but it would be great if they could just for some of these great things like having the monks back. I really like the monks as well. And one of the things I liked was that when Isabella was alone with the monk, he tried to sing to her and she was just like not having it. Like, just break your vow. <laughs> it's like, don't you dare break out in song. Mm-hmm. Well, they sang kind of like the same song the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess they just change the words depending on who shows up. Well, when you're a monk and you have to take a vow of song, it's probably easiest to just work with the same tune <laughs> and change your words. <laughs> By the way, the music, I've been playing a couple samples here, and if you want to buy the soundtrack to this, Hunter, what do you think about the soundtrack? You've got it, right? Um, I don't have it yet. That's still in debate with my husband. I want it, so it's just a matter of, can you buy this for me, type thing. <laughs> well, if you want to get the soundtrack, then go to our show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 179. And we'll have links to where you can purchase the soundtrack either from Amazon.com or through iTunes, as well as if you haven't seen the series or you want to own the series, you can purchase it through Amazon Instant or through iTunes and watch it then in beautiful high definition and stream it to your devices and such. It is a lot of fun. The music is a lot of fun. I think that it's really going to be something that'll be really catchy for you and what can finally get let it go out of your mind a year later <laughs> give it a try just give it you will, a chance however, have new songs stuck in your head for the next year because of gallivant yeah <laughs> based on the feedback that we've received from several people like dachshund and firelight and several others in general the show has been pretty well received especially with its musical aspect like dachshund even said gallivant was a knight so i was hooked <laughs> and You know, if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know it's hard to get Dachshund hooked on something. So it it was fun. It was entertaining. We'd love to hear your additional thoughts on this. So please comment on the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 179 with what you thought of the show. Or you can go over to our forums. We have a thread dedicated to 
Gallivant, where you can comment there on our forums. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 179. Getting back to Once Upon a Time, I know that Hunter and Jacqueline have a bunch of spoilers to share after we close this podcast. So if you want to be spoiled and hear what's coming up, then definitely (laughs) check that out after we close the podcast with the music. But Once Upon a Time, the fourth season is returning on March 1st. And based on some of what we have heard, it looks like it might be a May 17th finale date. Either May 17th or May 10th would be the finale. Mother's Day is May 10th, and it's usually been, the finale has usually been on Mother's Day, it seemed, but that might shift a little bit this year, and I hope it does shift to the 17th. Does that include Easter or not? That is including, yes, skipping April 5th, because, uh, yeah, they were going to skip April 5th, and that being the only Sunday they skip in the second half of the season. So, It looks like we'll be planning our finale party for either May 10th or May 17th. As soon as we know a definite date for the finale, then we'll start finalizing our plans. And that will be in the greater Cincinnati area. We would love for you to join us for the finale, but definitely look forward to when Once Upon a Time returns on Sunday, March 1st at 8, 7 central. And that will then be the return of our initial reactions podcast and then the return of the full discussions. And a little heads up, our weekly full discussion episodes will be shifting a little bit in their time. Instead of being at 8 o'clock Eastern time, they'll be shifted early one hour to 7 o'clock Eastern time. Same place over at oncepodcast.com slash live. If you're ever uncertain about the schedule, just go to oncepodcast.com slash live and you'll see the countdowns for the next upcoming live show we host with Noodle Mix Network. And you can also see uh, the schedule for when our next live shows are. Big thanks to everyone that showed up for the live show this time and giving their feedback and commenting on these things. Please continue this conversation in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 179. Send us your feedback for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. You can do that through the website or through the contact information that's there at oncepodcast.com. And please connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast and each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Hunter Hathaway on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. I'm Jacqueline on Twitter at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. And follow our other co-host, Jeremy, on Twitter at Fleegon, P-H-L-E-G-O-N, and Aaron on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. This podcast would not be possible without our great team of volunteers supporting the podcast. Special thanks to Jack for writing our show notes, John Buchanan for editing our episodes, Hunter and Jacqueline for providing our spoilers. You'll hear those in just a moment. Jacob helping with the screenshots, Jacqueline and Matthew Paul moderating the forums, Keb managing our timeline, Aliascape and Aaron J., moderating the chat room jeremy aaron hunter and jacqueline hosting the podcast with me and you being part of this community so until next time remember heroes don't eat raisins and thank you for listening Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.
Big thanks to our donors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them and keep the podcast running, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, and we'd love to have your support in the podcast awards. Go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can support us. Hi, Oncers. I'm Hunter Hathaway. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are back. It's spoiler time for Once Podcast. And do we have a lot to share? Yeah, (laughs) we do. It's been a while. It's been like almost two months, I want to say. The hiatus is going quite quickly. Yes, we only have another month to go. March 1st, we are back with all new episodes for the second half of season four. Yeah. And we just got an awesome new poster. We did. We did. It, it's got Ursula, Maleficent, and Cruella all in their full evil glory. <laughs> yes, as the queens of darkness, who will pretty much be a plague upon everybody else. Yes, and Maleficent is front and center, which is different. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking Maleficent might take the lead here. She is someone that we've seen before. We have quite a bit of history with her. I also think that of the three, she's probably, quote, the most evil of the three. Yes. Since she is supposed to be the mistress of all evil. Yes. So we do have a couple quotes from Kitsis, and I think it's just Tim. And he goes, the back half is a lot about what makes a hero and what makes a villain. It's about trying to realize our happy endings. So that'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see their take on what makes a villain and what makes a hero, because they keep presenting you with a villain and then somehow deconstructing them. So yes, that'll be interesting. So they did give a little bit of backstory about the different villains. We have Maleficent, of course, like we said. And, um, we've seen her beastly side, and now it's time to explore Maleficent's beginnings. We met her briefly in season one, and we're going to get much more into her backstory, according to them. And he says, in fact, we are even going to see a flashback of how Maleficent and the evil queen met. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Yeah, because they were f- friends, or frenemies, I suppose, when we met both of them way, way, way back now in season one. And we know that they traded spells, and obviously it looks like they kind of work together maybe a little bit in some cases, but we don't know the full extent of their relationship. Yeah. So we also have Ursula. Um, We're going to dive even deeper into her past, and she's based onto the mythology of the Once Upon a Time universe, and they're going to be exploring that even further. And then Cruella. So we all know her from 101 Dalmatians. And I personally still haven't figured out how it fits. <laughs> Neither have I. But according to Kisses, Cruella will be really nothing like the movie. There will be some touchstones in the spirit of her character. But in our world, she has powers and she'll be much more than the 50s Cruella in the movie. And then someone quoted saying, we still think that Pongo had better watch out. Yeah, I kind of fear <laughs> for that poor little Dalmatian puppy. I know. But yeah, that's what we got to look forward to in the second half. And you said there was an interview. Yes, there was a hot seat done uh, with one of the entertainment magazines. And basically, they rapid fire questions at Adam and Eddie. And Adam and Eddie sort of give a yes, no, can't say, or maybe. So just a few little tidbits from that interview. We will meet the sorcerer this season. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. We will find out what happened to the individuals who were put inside the hat. And I think we're going to be learning that quite quickly. Yeah, because considering they've sucked in all the the good fairy, the blue fairy. I'm kind of hoping someone notices that the nuns are gone. 
I would think so because they've got so much power and they usually always end up towards them going to them for something anyway. Right. Be like, hey, wait, where'd they go? Right. Where are the nuns? <laughs> we might see Belle's mother again. It's not for sure, but they would like to keep the possibility open. We will be seeing more of Will Scarlet and his story in the second half of the season. And if you're anything like me, you really need to know what happened to Anastasia. Yeah. Because it's it's hanging out there in the universe that something has happened to her, and it would be nice to finally know. For those of you that don't remember, Anastasia, she was part of the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland storyline. Yes, she was Will's true love. So yeah, go back and catch up on that if you need to. We will be getting a flashback of Robin Hood. He's going to get his own episode. Yep. Henry will not be learning magic. He will always believe in it, it seems like, but he himself will not be learning it. Oh, okay. And then finally... I would have thought that he had magic, but that's just me. So do I, and this seems to be kind of a point of contention right now in certain parts of the fandom, whether or not Henry should or should not. I think he should just by virtue of having the heart of the truest believer. And then they always make a you know big deal out of that he was born from both light and dark, that he's been influenced by both, and... I think that would be kind of a cool story to see played out, which way he mm. might go. But it kind of sounds like they're going to keep Henry just the believer. Okay. And then Hook is most definitely going to be seeking revenge on Rumple. Yay. Gotta have that bad storyline. Yep. So everything is still the status quo with those two. Good. And that's all we got from that hot seat. Okay. Excellent. Well, since the hiatus... We have gotten a lot more information on episode titles. Yes. So we're going to go back and we're going to start with 412, which is going to be on March 1st, which is our first one back. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be called Darkness on the Edge of Town. Yeah. And that's, of course, written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. They always do the season opener. Yes. And we did get a couple script teases from this, so we're just going to talk to you about those. We've got two of them. They're trying to gear you up for March 1st. So... The first one is, it's from Belle, saying, still have your temper, I see. Yeah, and I don't know who she's talking to. I think it's either Hook or Regina. See, I'm thinking it's Ursula. Really? Well, because she's met Ursula. Okay. Remember, wasn't she part of the the Little Mermaid story? Belle met Ariel and helped him with the prince. Oh, yeah, she met met Ariel, but she never met Ursula, because Ursula was a statue that came to life. I don't know. For some reason, when I first saw it, that's what I thought. But Ursula definitely has a temper. So maybe, maybe. Yes. And it it would be cool if Belle had a, a bigger backstory with one of these villains. Yes, because we don't really know, but I could see it. I guess I could see it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then the second script tease we have, it's from a voice off screen. And it's a, that means it's ready. I think that's Rumple. So what's ready? I think it's whatever they're going to use to get into town. Oh, okay. Because it seems, if you've seen the promo, and I'm sure most of you have, because um, ABC has been airing it quite a bit, and it did air right after the end of Heroes and Villains. Rumple is basically rounding up the Queens of Darkness, with the exception mm-hmm. of Maleficent. And I don't think they're going to be out in the real world for long. I do think that they're going to be back in Storybrooke pretty quickly okay so i'm sure there's some sort of magical plot devicey type thing that's going to get them across that town line yeah 
So moving on, we have episode 413. You want to talk about that one? All right. So episode 413 is called Unforgiven, and it is written by Andrew Chambliss and Kalinda Vasquez. And this is the episode that is directed by Adam Horowitz, the creator of the series. So both he and Eddie were in Vancouver during the making of this episode. And Adam, it looks like he had a lot of fun. He tweeted a lot of pictures that are still on his Twitter feed if you want to go look of him behind the camera yep episode 413 enter the dragon 414 yeah 414 sorry i didn't write down who wrote this one i forgot that's david h goodman and jerome schwartz okay who we've seen before so that's good and that's probably the episode with maleficent and regina yes i would think so since it's enter the dragon and maleficent's you know dragon yes and then 4.15, we have Poor Unfortunate Soul, written by Andrew Chambliss and Dana Horgan. Which everyone can probably guess who that's about. <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's most definitely an Ursula nod from the Disney movie, probably her most famous song. Yes, that's her only song. It Yeah, well, Vanessa sings that little refrain about, you know, soon I'll have that little mermaid and the ocean will be mine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> That's her song. That's her only song. <laughs> okay, we got 416, Best Laid Plans, written by Kalinda Vasquez and Jane Epsonson. Yeah, I'm thinking that one is a nod to a poem that reads, The Best Laid Plans of Mice and Men Go Awry. So I'm guessing that something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> Really? You that, think? That, that's, that's my guess. <laughs> Shocking. Something terrible happens on Once Upon a Time. I know. Um, episode 417, Heart of Gold. And we do not have who wrote this one yet. Oh, I do. It's um, oh. Scott Nim Nimmerfo and Say Chun. Oh, I did have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty much been confirmed that that's probably a Robin Hood story. Okay. That's kind of fun. We've got a bunch of titles. We're almost got all of them. Yeah, yeah, because we're thinking it's probably going to be 22 episodes, unless we, for some reason we get 23. I know there's some thinking about that, but... So we've got about five more titles to go, so yeah. we're almost there. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the big news. We've got a lot of casting. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to start, let's start with who's coming back. So Okay, because we have got some surprise returns, some returns that kind of shocked me actually i know first we have joanna garcia swisher returning as ariel that one's not so shocking i think that one was pretty much expected once we had ursula coming back correct yes yes and you can look for her around episode 415 which is poor unfortunate soul again that makes sense figure (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep we also have uh rebecca matter she was just announced (laughs) yeah mater mater matter whatever uh, she's just announced to come back as Zelina or the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, that one came out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. I was not thinking that one. Um, it will be a flashback. And I'm thinking it's actually episode 418. She's in Vancouver right now, but I believe they're wrapping up at the time of that um, Hunter and I are recording this. They're wrapping up episode 417 heart of gold so i think she's probably going to be appearing in the next episode and do you want to tell the, my favorite one that's coming back? your favorite one yes okay. uh ian bailey who plays august it's been a while since we've seen him he is going to be returning for i think more than one episode it's going to be a 
kind of a nice little arc for him. Yeah, it's just a recurring role. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense because if you remember way, way back now to season one, he knew quite a lot about that book. We saw him putting in pages, tending to it, because a lot of people originally thought that August was the author. Right. And so now that we're, this whole arc seems to be not only the Queens of Darkness, but also figuring out who the author is, it makes sense that August is returning. Kind of. Well, we're going to see well, him. He's going to be of. back in, he starts back in episode 414. Mm-hmm. But wasn't he turned into a little boy again? He was turned into a little boy. Yeah. So I really, I don't know if this is going to be flashbacks. Yeah, my guess is that it's a flashback. Because so far, they haven't said anything about the boy that plays Pinocchio returning. Yeah, so unless they somehow magically aged him 30 years. Yeah. Well, not impossible since they de-aged him 30 years. <laughs> right, I know. But the blue fairy, she was sucked into the hat. So true, I mean, true. <laughs> so, yeah. But we did get some casting news. Um, so these are some new people that are coming. The first one I have is Sebastian Roach. You probably know him from the originals. He is set to play King Stefan, who is the father of Aurora. And he has a very complicated past with Maleficent. I'm going to call it right now. Maleficent was once in love with him. Uh, you think? I, I want... Did you not see yes. the new Maleficent movie? Exactly. It's the new Maleficent movie. <laughs> I But I want to go on record right here and now that I have called this and I expect some sort of reward when it comes to pass. Okay. Okay. And then, do you want to talk about another one? Okay. The next one is Ernie Hudson, and he will be playing King Poseidon. Um, and you can look for him in episode 15, Poor Unfortunate Soul. And he is going to be Ursula's father. Yeah. That's really strange, considering some stories you read, Ursula and Ariel's father, King Triton, are sister and brother. I think... Triton will eventually appear and will be her brother. I think they're setting up this idea that Ursula had her kingdom taken away from her or something by her brother. I think that's going to be her tragic backstory. Yeah. So, okay. We haven't, we don't know who that'll be yet as King Triton. Right. The last one we have is Patrick Feschler. Mm-hmm. He, you would know him from Mad Men. He's getting a re-recurring role as a peddler. <laughs> Yeah, they don't give reoccurring roles to peddlers, so he is obviously something else. Unless you think about it, like in Wonderland, how they gave the reoccurring role to that prisoner, and who did he turn out to be? Right, he turned out to be Jafar's father. So. Right. Okay. But, okay, so this is what they say about his character. He comes across as a well-intentioned person, but is actually a quick-witted, arrogant man with reckless impulses. And he will appear in both Fairytale Land and Storybrooke. I personally think that this is Aladdin, just by reading the character description. It would be very interesting because there is, we think, a pretty good, a pretty pretty good bet that season five is going to be the return of Jafar and Aladdin. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start introducing him now. Yeah. And then they build up to somehow getting Jafar back for season five. Adam and Eddie and Once Upon a Time like to play off of Disney's own self-promotion with whatever's coming out of the vault. Uh, 101 (laughs) Dalmatians just came out of the vault, and here comes Cruella. Um, And this isn't new. They've been doing this for a while. But Aladdin is going to be making quite a big 
come back um, by the time we're ready to start season five. So I, I think this idea of Aladdin is pretty, pretty good. Like I said, it's just a guess. I have nothing to back it up. But if you're right, then you called it and I will have to give you some sort of reward. Yay! I'll take cookies. How about that? All right, cookies. (laughs) Have you got anything else to share? That's it. That's all we've got. Well, we do have more, but we don't want to give it all to you right now. We do. We have more. Um, But we're going to hold on to some stuff because this is already kind of a big spoiler-a-thon for you guys. So we are going to hold on to some stuff. Yes, but you can look forward to that. We will be putting out more stuff as it comes up. But that's all we have for you this week. I'm Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. I'm Jacqueline, and you can follow me on Twitter at Punk underscore Bunny underscore 87. Until next time, oncers. 